Believe in Yourself, Podcast 5. Studies have shown that the antidote to anxiety, including the coronavirus anxiety syndrome, is to gain self-esteem. Everyone talks about self-esteem, but no one tells us how to get it. Today I'm going to share with you the overall picture on how to gain self-esteem. Before you get self-esteem, you have to get a self. A self is made up of three dimensions. The cognitive, the mind, the emotional, the feelings, and the behavioral, your actions. In Hebrew, we call these the seichel, the mind, the ruach, the spirit, the emotional self, the feeling self, and the nefesh or the guf, the body self. All three dimensions must be aligned in order for us to be able to marshal all of our sense of self, our psyche, our sense of being and identity in order to face any challenge. For example, if my mind tells me, tells me one thing and my heart tells me something else, my heart and my mind are not aligned and therefore I shouldn't take action because I'm operating from my heart and not my mind. My mind and heart have to be aligned. If I am in love with somebody, let's say, I'm dating somebody and I feel in love with that person, but my mind tells me this is not right then you should take a pause and stop and think it through and discuss it with an advisor because if your heart tells you one thing and your mind tells you something else, then you don't have alignment. That's why in Judaism, we wear head tefillin and heart tefillin. The arm tefillin is opposite the heart. We want to align the mind and the heart to go in the right direction. Only then can your body react in a healthy fashion. In a fashion. Your mind, heart, and action actions must be aligned. So how do we achieve this? We achieve this by doing the three steps that we've already outlined in our Believe in Yourself podcasts. Podcast number one talked about the actual syndrome called coronavirus anxiety syndrome. Part two talked about the script saying, I can handle this syndrome. And I've asked you to read the script seven times a day, every two hours to be able to calm the mind down and to be able to rewire your brain. Now, podcast number three talked about the circle of control. That's the mind. That's the seichel, the consciousness that I have the intellectual ability, the social skills, the personality or character traits, the spirituality, the family strengths, and the personal growth to be able to handle the challenge. That's using your cognition. That's using the mind self. And therefore, when that is intact, then you know that you can handle life's challenge because that's a conscious intellectual awareness. In podcast number four, we talked about the soul state, the emotional alignment, going to a beautiful place, feeling inspired, or um, becoming aware that that beautiful place that you're in aligns with your highest attribute, your highest character trait. And therefore that's having your mind and now your heart or emotions are now aligned one with the other. Now we're going to talk about the body, how to align the body with the mind, the heart in this podcast number five. So the body, the behavioral dimension of alignment goes like this. We have to become aware that there are certain things which are outside our control and certain things which are inside our control. This is called the circle of control. Life is definitely overwhelming. And in fact, 
the pandemic we're facing right now has making us making us feel that we are overwhelmed, out of control. Things are out of control. In fact, we are not in control. Things are in control in God's hands, but we are not in control. But life does feel overwhelming. Outside of this circle are things we cannot control. For example, declaring war on the Taliban. That's outside our control. Terrorism, acts of terror, not in our control. Relationship issues. If I want a relationship with someone and I want an intense relationship of 10 out of 10, but the other person only wants a level of 3 out of 10, then I cannot control that relationship. That relationship will end up being a 3 out of 10. A relationship is only as strong as its weakest link. So therefore, I am not in control of relationships. There must be a two-way street. There must be mutuality. Therefore, I'm not in control of relationships. The weather. I'm not in control of the weather. No matter how much I scream and yell and want the weather to come quickly and warm up so that the virus could calm down in warm, warm weather. That's one of the theories. I'm not going to be able to succeed in demanding the weather change because it's not in our control. And other people's feelings, their words, actions or reactions are not in my control. Notice the word control. I cannot control my wife's actions. I cannot control my children's actions. I want them to behave in a certain way, but I can't make them do that because they have free will. I cannot impose my free will on somebody else. Therefore, I cannot control other people's words, actions, reactions, or feelings. And therefore, all of these things are outside my circle of control. This is the circle of control. And I want you to draw a circle of control yourself. Draw a circle and write down the things that are outside your circle of control. One of the things that's outside our circle of control right now is the pandemic. The coronavirus is outside our control. We cannot control the course of the virus. We cannot control whether someone else is going to infect us. can control it. Key, the key word is control. We cannot control the outcome. So number one, in this circle of control, we must realize that there are things outside our control. Number two, everything outside this circle is going to happen in the future. I don't know what the weather is going to bring. I don't know what people are going to say or do tomorrow or in the next hour. I don't know what's going to happen with society, with uh, terrorism. I'm not, not, I don't know what's going to happen with relationships. Are they going to succeed or not? So therefore, not only are these things outside my control, I can't control them, but they're also happening, the outcomes happen in the future. Now, I must realize with humility that I cannot control these things outside my circle of control, nor can I control the future. But what do the things, what are the things that we actually worry about? What are the things that cause us to be worriers? And we say to ourselves, listen, I can't help it. I'm a worrier. I was born that way. My mother was a worrier. My grandmother was a worrier. And I'm a worrier too. That's how I operate. That's a learned behavior. You've learned to worry. But let's analyze that. Let's use our seichel. Let's use our intellect and analyze whether it's appropriate, whether it's the right thing, and whether you can relearn, unlearn that inappropriate behavior and learn something else. And that is that we have to do that impossible word, which I talked about in our last podcast. And that is, that very nasty, dirty word. And I know that I'm a rabbi, and I know that I'm a lawyer and a psychologist, and I'm going to say that word, but I'm only going to say it once. I want to make sure you're not recording this. Oh, I think you are recording this, or I've recorded it. 
I want to make sure no one's going to repeat that I ever said this nasty word. I'm going to say it only once. You ready? Here's the word. Change. Yes, it's a dirty word. It's impossible, so-called, to change. I don't want to change. It's hard to change. Difficult to change. But I've learned to be a worrier. Now you may say, well, that's I'm wired to be a worrier. Could be. But we can take our steps versus in nature and nurture, in the nurture dimension of I've been nurtured to worry. I've grown up in a house which worries. I can change that by saying, you know what, let's analyze this. These things are outside my control. I worry about the weather. I worry about the weather not changing that might might stop or increase the likelihood of the virus continuing. I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen in my relationships. I'm afraid what's going to happen without my children. Who are they going to marry? What's going to happen with them? Are they going to have good careers? Am I going to be able to pay the mortgage? These things are outside my control, and they also are going to be outcomes in the future. I can't control things outside my circle, and I cannot control the future. And therefore, I'm asking you to realize this, to be aware of it, and then to change. How am I asking you to change? Change by saying, well, I can't control the things outside my circle of control. But I can control things inside my circle of control. And what are they? My feelings, my words, my actions, and my reactions. I can control what's inside the circle of control. And the key is my reactions. I can react to the weather by putting on a raincoat, by carrying an umbrella. I can react to a negative comment by a spouse or a person with whom I'm in a relationship and say, let's talk about this. I can react to the virus by saying, what precautions can I take? What does the CDC require? What is the government asking me to do? Social distancing, washing my hands frequently and drying them properly, wearing a mask when I go out, not contacting other people face-to-face, six feet away from other people, uh, making sure I stay in contact with people, but I cannot uh, contact people directly face-to-face. Uh, I can't go to work unless I have to, unless I'm in an essential service, and I need to be able to uh, stay emotionally healthy during this process. And therefore, what is in my control is to react to the virus. I can't control the outcome of the virus. But if I realize that I can deal with the challenge by reacting to it within my circle of control, then I can use this technique and then my body calms down. So now I have an awareness that my cognitive self is intact because I have a wheel of strengths. That was podcast number three. I have podcast number four, the technique of being emotionally healthy and sane and whole and wholesome by going to my soul state and feeling emotionally calm by being in my soul state, which is my soul state represents my highest attribute. And I go there. So intellectually, I know it. Emotionally, I feel it. And now my body feels calm because I can react physically in my behavioral self, react to the challenge with actual steps that can deal with it. Because I am realizing that I cannot control things outside my control, my circle of control, but I can refocus my mind and focus on the things inside my control. That change of a locus of control from outside my control, an external locus of control, to an internal locus of control, I can deal with it. I can handle it. 
I just have to focus on what I can do. And therefore, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try my best. I'm going to do whatever it takes to focus on what I can control. And therefore, all of my body parts, all of my psyche is now aligned. My cognitive self, my emotional self, and now my body self are all aligned. So I know that I have the strengths to handle this. I feel I have the strengths to handle this emotionally. And now my body is in sync with my mind and my heart, my body, and now I'm in alignment. And now I can handle the challenge. We can do this. Believe in yourself. And that's how we say, I believe in myself. I believe in the self, which is made up of my mind, my heart, my actions, my cognitions, my emotional self, and my behavioral self, my seichel, my emotions, my ruach, and my nefesh, the three dimensions of self, and I can handle this challenge. So can you.